Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Bog, where decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I am Andy. I am Bruce. Uh, and, uh... Andy, I'm wondering, should we ever, should we make a change to the way we start this? No. Okay. I think it's solid. Uh, but that gives me an idea. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, ever since, you know, last week we had that deck tale. Uh, uh, where I was just like, I would change so much about this. Uh, it got me thinking, when do you... When, when do you know that you need to make changes to your deck? Hmm. I'm going to take that as my own idea. Yes. I'm going to say I didn't have any idea uh, or any any influence from Bruce. It was me. It was all me. Uh, I didn't throw out any sort of a softball uh, softball setup for that. No. No at segue all. at all. No. Um, none. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so that's that's what we're talking about today, is just, you know, do I change this deck? Do I keep it the same? Do I stop making changes? Do I change things? What to change? How to change right. it? How do I know what to change? Some of those questions are the same. but Right. So I know personally, I'm when I'm actively playing... Uh, I have a hard time recognizing, like, oh, this needs more card draw, or oh, this needs more, you know, protection, or oh, this needs more removal type of thing. Like, it's, it's always hard for me to, like, gauge, especially on, like, a, a bigger scale, you know, like, over games. Like, I guess, like, over right. games, it, it, it becomes a little easier, but uh, to remember, obviously, like, what issues maybe this deck had previously, how sure. much to... Uh, how much to to credit the other yeah. decks uh, performance and right so and so much of what we're doing I mean we're talking about commander decks we're talking about a deck that you're probably only playing once every three weeks mm. and that's generous I mean yeah. I, I play a deck once every four months. Because I've got, I've got fifteen of them, and I play once a week, and I usually only get two games a night, mm. so it can take a long time. But what I'm saying here is, we don't play it frequently enough to have a a good, valid source of data to know. You know, it's like, oh yes, I've played this deck three hundred times, and I have discovered that this card is 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 factually better than this card because of because of the all these games that I played, and I've you know, calculated the results on all of those games and found this. That's just not something that can happen in Commander. It's so much more intuitive as far as what you think and why you think it. So, um, so yeah, so you've got to find other ways where it makes, you know, why it makes sense to make those changes, which is uh, that's what this is all about. Oh, my God. What so is that? I have a little tiny notebook. Um, and after, after every night of magic, I go through I, every, I've got a page for each of my commander decks and I write down what happened. In other words, who won and who lost. And then I also scribble in a line as far as what the deck did, mm. you know, oh, I was totally mana screwed this game. 
don't even any results from this game are, are pointless to, to even keep track of because they just didn't have any mana right. or um, you know most of the time what my game what my notes are is you know a particular card that struck me as you know this card is great do not get rid of this card or this card was horrible this game it doesn't work in this scenario and then I don't do anything with the deck <laughs> and I well because I want to get at least three or three to five games in and then hopefully then I can look at it and say okay so do I need to change what the deck is doing or is it just an individual card or is, uh, don't touch it everything's right. still going nice what it how you know that's when I start to look at making more decisions and that's part of the reason you know I will go back to that that page and look back through the previous games and say oh yeah I forgot about that because I remember even in another game when it didn't do anything either so that's generally what I remember to pull, you know, to try and make changes. So, Yeah. And I think for me, like, it's, it's similar. Like, I should be taking more notes, um, especially with regards to, like, specific f- flaws that I find in my decks. Right. Um, and I think, I, I think it's tough because, like, the more you play, the more you get a feeling for these things. Um, and it's generally in the deck building process that you realize like, oh, this needs more X or Y. Um, right. And it's just by like looking at it rather than like playing it. And like it, where I struggle is like, even at that point, obviously because I have only been playing the game for five years and that's been, uh, uh, you know, not so much lately. Uh, and, um, it's, I don't know, like, I think even so much as, like, I need more card draw is such a vague and obscure idea. Like, right. everyone needs more card draw, right? And, like, I think that that's true to an extent, but I think that, like, there's also a point of, like, I have too much card draw. And, like, how do you know that? Because, like, right. you are dealing with a hundred card deck that is intentionally uh, singular. Like, it's, it's right. you've got, you know, your X amount of effects that do this thing or this thing, and, like, right. shuffling well, is a struggle to begin with regardless. So, like, right. like things will never, generally speaking, uh, be the same ever. Right. Uh, well, like you said with card draw, I mean... Generally speaking, I try and get 10, car- 10 cards dedicated to drawing other cards in my deck. And if I have a game or two where I don't feel like I'm drawing enough cards, I don't treat that as, oh, I need more card draw in the deck. I have faith that 10% of my deck being primarily card draw cards is enough. What I will change, though, is I will go through those 10 cards and say, so which of these are crappy? Mm. You know, do I have did I have a card in here that's a card draw like Solemn Simulacrum. If that's in my card draw stack and I don't feel like I'm getting enough card draw, I'm probably gonna take that out because it draws one card. <laughs> you know, unless you've got a way to 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 constantly get it off the battle, you know, to con- to to, to, you know, to yeah. basically reproduce the effect over and over. I'm only getting one card draw. Well, 
I'd like most of my card draw to be somehow recursive. Maybe not every upkeep, but you know, when you've got a card, Ristic Study counts as, that's a significant card draw card. But you know, even if it's once every couple of turns, you get to draw a card because of something, or it has a way to, to draw cards more often than just once. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I think with like trying to figure out like, do I have enough of this? Um, I, I think the simple answer is repetition, right? Like, yeah. like get as many games as you can, but not all, all of us have that luxury, of course. But I think like if you are in a position where you're looking to possibly upgrade a deck, yeah. Um, then you're already looking for something wrong with your deck. And I think, like, for me, for instance, it's it's easy enough to leave a deck alone. Like, if it's doing the thing you want it to do, that's good enough for me, you know? Um, yeah. If it's, doing, oh, yeah. if it's doing deck, you don't... Like, I think that uh, early on, especially, I had a... I, had, I struggled with the idea that, like, I could just leave a deck alone. No. Um, and I think getting to that point with any deck can be easy, uh, if you're recognizing that it's doing deck right. and, uh, where it's so hard to let that be is because there are so many cards being pumped out all the time. And I think like, right. I, like, I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, there's too many cards or like, oh, like we're going through so many sets all the time, but right. I'm just saying like like with that knowledge be okay not keeping it up to date because like yeah. you shouldn't be right. um because like why you know right um, i mean i look at it and i mean so far you know i mean i sort of just sort of you know it's like looking at individual cards and when to take that out but realistically what you're actually looking for is not you know oh that card's no good i'm gonna upgrade it to this what you really want to be looking for is just what you said andy does your deck do deck? Right. Does your deck do what it's supposed to do? And there's two options there. Well, three. One, yes, it does exactly what I want it to do. Then why are you changing anything? Yeah, sure, you've got a couple of weaker cards in there. Who cares? Don't change it. It's doing what you wanted it to do. Those are the cooler ones. Right. Then there's two. The deck is not doing what I wanted it to do. Well, then maybe you do need to upgrade some cards. Maybe you need to rehash. Maybe it's not just a couple of cards. Maybe it's the deck idea itself isn't working. Or, you know, you've got a whole subset of, you know, you've got 10 cards that do this thing. Maybe it's like, no, maybe the deck just shouldn't do that thing. Maybe it should be trying to do something else. So, so you need to shift that whole thing around. Or the third option, not only does the deck do deck, but it does it, it, does it way better than it needs to with my playgroup. <laughs> Yeah. Because the last thing you want is to walk in there and find out my deck is this explosive power. You know, I have these turns where I go off and all of my opponents are just like, oh. So you're not really looking for that. So maybe, you know, so I, I can see where, you know, this, this subset of cards lets me do this thing over and over and over and endlessly go on and on and on. Maybe <laughs> I'll take those out. Or maybe I'll find a card that lets me do it once, but not repeatedly. So that the deck still does deck, but not quite as oppressive as it has in the past. So, I mean, there's there's all three of those options, and it's really something you want to keep in mind. And honestly, I think you hit it on the head, Andy. That's that's when you really want to want to make those changes. Um, 
I yeah. The one card, you know. I mean, more often I make the single card change when I'm flipping through my card catalog and say, "Oh, this is a really cool card. I'd love to play this. What deck does it fit in?" Yeah, right. And then I'll go slot it in that deck. But you know, when you're looking at the deck as a whole, it's you know, not good enough, just right, or too good. I would argue too that there's a fourth. Like, okay. like there's a fourth scenario where, yeah. and this is the one I think I struggle with the most, and this is kind of sure. like where I kind of came from with this idea, is like your opponents aren't allowing your deck to do deck. Um, oh, yeah. Where uh, maybe you should consider more removal, more counter spells, yeah. more interaction. Where like I think a lot of people struggle with that interaction. But I think, too, like, there is this other aspect of that where it's, like, you don't need to change your deck. You need to politic better. You need to um, change your play, yeah. Yeah, like, either, like, slow play or, you know, don't overcommit or right. or overcommit yeah. or well, play yeah. faster or, like, there's so many things yeah. you that you have can a... do to change your play style or change how you play a deck so that your opponents aren't necessarily seeing you as threat number one. Um, right. We talked about Muzio last week. Um, I had, uh, I had a, I drew my hand and I had, oh, what's the name of that card? Jeweled Lotus. Ah. In hand. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to play Jeweled Lotus. Then I'm going to play Muzio. And on the neck, and then I'm like, and then you wait three turns until you can activate. Well, exactly. Then I've got to let it sit there and wait three turns until I have enough mana to actually activate it. All I've done was make everybody go, ah, well, okay, that isn't the fault of the deck, right? That doesn't mean that Jeweled Lotus needs to come out of this deck. It means I need to be a little smarter. I need to wait until turn three, when I know that on turn four I'm going to be able to activate. Then I can play Jeweled Lotus, and then sack it, and play out Muzio. And then I still have three mana to do something else, and yeah. do that. Stall off. It's, you know, it's like people who play Soul Ring on the first turn, and then don't have a follow-up to it. Like, You're just painting a target, any, yeah. If it's not going to be any good for you on turn two, when you put your second land down, if, if, it's, if it's not helping, then don't do it. You're just drawing attention to yourself. Hold off a second. Wait till turn two or turn three. Let somebody else play their soul ring or their, their stuff. And then you look like you're coming in late and, and you're just sort of with the crowd. And it's fine. But we're not here to talk about how to play your deck. We're here to talk about when you're supposed to change your deck. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's something, it's definitely something to consider, you know. And I, more play style part of the problem. Right, exactly. And like, I think that that's why I have such a, a hard time with it because I am that overzealous type of like, oh crap, I can do this cool play. And then right. it's like, okay, how does that affect the game? Uh, well, and, and to be fair, Andy, the decks you build want that to happen. Right. You and build like, decks where, where it's exciting and you get this amazing this amazing turn of play where everything is like, I'm doing this and this and this. And somebody's like, uh, hang on, I want to do this. And they're like, okay, in response, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And the deck just goes. Mm. And that's spectacular. And that's what the deck is supposed to do. Right. Yeah, no, my deck's not means the next supposed to win. Uh, <laughs> well, but it means the next turn, everybody's like, Andy just had a freaking amazing turn. We all need to go after him. But, you know. Well, stop a second. The net result of that turn was that, you know, I got to play 
two lands instead of one, and I now have three treasure instead of none. Right. Like, you know, consider what what the result of the what the result of that turn was. It looks like there was a lot there, but it means I'm you know I've got a few extra mana for one turn. You know, easy, easy. No need to have everybody swing at me and smack me for twenty <laughs> right. over the course of one round of play. Yeah. And I think like like that's kind of where it comes to too, right? Like is right. is this idea where it could be I could slow play that, but right. it is also like me to do deck to to have that happen. Yeah. Um, and so like to analyze that moment, for instance, right? Like I yeah. I, I do all these contraptiony things sure. where I end up with you know some treasure and some lands. Yeah. Um. I could look at that as a moment where I could change the things in my deck to have real impact during those moments rather than net some mana. Um, and I could do those those big turns and affect the board state for more than just mana reasons um, to then actually become a threat and feel right. okay being the threat. Um and like, I mean, I've I've done my own work to figure out how to feel okay being the threat when I'm not necessarily the threat. But like, right. you know, it's 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 this idea that like, okay, well, maybe I do start playing counter spells. Maybe I do, uh, you know, uh, start playing counter spells just so that I can hold them up, so that I can, you know, maybe bluff going in the future like if people know that i'm a guy who doesn't necessarily always play counter spells then like they're gonna never assume that i have the counter spell but if i start playing counter spells then i can easily bluff that um getting a little off track but uh what i what i'm getting at is that there is this there's this spot where i always hit a roadblock when either building or updating decks where I don't know if I should take out maybe a uh, redundant piece to the puzzle uh, right. to have it become you know something that makes the game a little bit more consistent for me sure. or be able to turn that threat into actual like game winning strategy um and i think like with it's it's easy to do the numbers right like it's easy to be like okay i've got 10 draw spells i've got you know seven direct or uh like uh targeted removal or i've got you know like three or four board wipes that i can quickly recover from like yeah like it's easy to look at the numbers but it is harder to then like turn that into uh, how like how effective has it been like am i am i playing this uh cyclonic rift just for defense purposes or am i like uh using it to then follow up and win and i think like uh it's it's a it's a hard it's a hard idea to like really kind of nail down of like uh, given any one moment of like after playing a game, like all right, like I know I need to play more creatures, you know, uh, and like I think that's kind of the idea is that like it's not based on one game, right? Uh, 
it is writing that mo- notebook. It is yeah. uh, figuring out what what the deck does over time. Right. Uh, because no one game can, unless you somehow go through all your cards, there's never... I, and I mean, even then, yeah. your, your opponents aren't going to play the same. Uh, right. So... Right. And for, you know, for a lot of folks who play a lot with their deck, it becomes even more difficult because if your opponents are playing a different style, then realistically your deck, you want it to be different against each of those. And that, that can be something that's that's pretty difficult. So... Yeah. Um, yeah. So you... It's it's interesting, right? Like yeah. it's it's in, it's interesting to think about even that of like if you're playing against the same playgroup every time, right? Uh, and they expect a thing out of your deck, they're going to change the way that they play. So then you either have to change your deck to play differently, or right. you need to make it less consistent. Well, uh, I- which is how we like to build decks. You and I like to be right. build decks to begin with which is to say like not unpredictable but like in ways that like it doesn't get boring or like right. you're not just doing an arms race type thing you know yeah i mean especially when you've got a single play group mm. so much of it i mean i was playing yenit last week and void winner happened to be a card i flipped and it was just straight misery. Uh, it was misery for my opponents there. Good. It was easily 60 to 65% of the cards they had couldn't be played. Every single way they had to get rid of it was some even-costed mass removal spell. It just wasn't happening over and over and over and over again. And, it, uh, I mean, I, I even started swinging with it, being like, okay, I'm just going to swing. Just block it and kill it, but it, yeah. it's not easy to kill. Um, Void Winnower is huge, so yeah. Uh, but but then you know, at that point, you're trying to close out the game, right? But at the end of the game, I, I mean, after the game was over, I looked at it. And I'm like, okay, so does this need to come out? Because I mean, I want my opponents to be able to play. You know, it's it's one thing to to sort of shut down one card, but I shut down. I mean, one of my opponents. Their commander was an even-costed commander. And it was absolutely essential to the deck. So they were literally just pulling a card off the top, looking at it, looking for removal. Go. Because the game was over for them. Somebody had to get rid of that card. Um, so, and at that point, even I couldn't get rid of the card. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Uh, so I was doing what I could to make it easier for my opponents to get rid of it. But um, it's like, so do I want that gone? Or was that, you know, or was that an outlier? You know, was it just my opponents had some rotten luck and didn't find a removal spell that they could play? Was it, you know, or is it, uh, or is it truly something that just needs to go? Like, uh, you know, if it's a ro- if it's a speed bump, then that's one thing. But if it's going to destroy somebody's game, then you know, maybe maybe I need to take it out. But for now, I noted the result in my book. If it happens yeah. again, I'll take it out. I feel like that's a very similar thing for me with like Revel and Riches, where like it does a thing that really helps my game out. But right. uh, you know, with with this Void Winnower, uh, yeah, experience like you're not the only one benefiting from it. 
from having that player be turned off, right? Like, that player can not only not... Like, that player is unfortunately in a position where they especially need that removal. Yeah. Um, Because your opponent, your other two opponents, will also see that that opponent needs it more than they do. And, like, are probably more willing to keep it around until that. Right, so how long are they willing to dance? Right. And I think think it's tough because with Yenit specifically, like, it's it's a very good piece in that game. Like, it's a very good piece in that that deck. Yeah, it doesn't stop me at all. Right. Um, And where you should, I think focus that energy of like changing things up maybe is not necessarily like getting rid of that card because it it caused a few feel bads like you know it was a game for you and it was a game for them um it's like and and this is just kind of a thing that i've uh, a self journey that i've been going on of like when like when do i stop worrying about what my opponents think about a single card, you know, um, right. because like I, th- I think that there is is some, um, there's definitely a lot of value in in considering your opponents for any card, mm-hmm. um, but like you, I, 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 I don't know for uh, I don't know in this instance how many turns after that the game was wrapped up, but like that's my struggle with Cyclonic Rift is like, yeah, uh, I don't want to tell people not to play it because it makes me feel sad but like i want people to be able to recognize like when to play things or you know like yeah that it is helping them immensely to do this thing uh right and so like i it's it's that sacrificing your own enjoyment of the game to cater to others is 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 always a hard part um but yeah i i think it it still comes back down to just like don't make changes based on a single game. Don't make changes yeah. uh, based on like or. But at the same time, like don't wait too long to like make those changes. You right. have to find your own balance of like, okay, like Void Winner came out every game for four games. Maybe I take it out, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's still. Yeah. yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, teach their own. Like I say, I mean, if I'm looking at three games, I'm probably not looking at updating a deck for a while. Yeah. I mean, 15 decks, it means I'm only playing a deck once every eight weeks. So once every two months, I play a deck. Or play that deck, roughly. Um, So I could be looking at six months before I play a deck three times and then would consider making changes to it. (laughs) Well, you know. There are those of you out there who are like, well, I only have three decks, and every time a new set comes out, I make changes to it. So I'm making a change to this deck every month. And, you know, I appreciate that. I'm just, that's not me. So, right. you know, set your own pacing and all that kind of thing. But And I uh, think even that has this this feeling of, like, don't do not do that, <laughs> you know? Don't, no. don't feel obliged to change it j- nope. just because, uh, especially if it does the thing you want it to do. Uh, right. I mean, I just I just upgraded Yenit. Void Winnower was one, was one of the upgrades. So, you know, the next time it comes out, if it still causes those problems, then maybe I'll I'll 
look more seriously at pulling it out. But right now, it happened once. We'll see. Yeah, that's yeah. Like if it's always coming out early, then it's it's tough. But um, yeah, especially where you're not expecting it to come out. And I think like as to 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 my dismal agreement, I think uh, the the easiest way to do this is just keep a a notebook nearby. Yeah, keep notes. Or at least, like, some idea of, like, and, um, I mean, I think that's the same, same notebook. Yeah, you. It's the same advice you gave me for, uh, how to come up with ideas for decks is just, like, keep a notebook around and, like, write stuff down that you, like, yeah, like, keep, keep a notebook for the ideas that you think seem fun because you will inevitably forget them. Yes. Uh, My brain is like a gutter. Lot of lot of stuff coming in. Everything just flows right out. I, so you're ready to start this episode? Oh. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, man, I, I wish I was making more decks. I wish I was just tinkering a lot. And I guess that's that's the thing too is like don't yeah. over tinker. Um, your wallet will thank you, but also just your ability to analyze your own decks will be better if your deck is more consistent with itself from game to game rather than like taking out a card here and there so i guess just to recap uh it's 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 a it's an amalgamation of a few things have have a template Mm -hmm. for general deck idea right you can fool around with that and then kind of fill in the slots yeah Uh, and have a notebook for uh retrospect i guess is like yeah. looking looking back on the games you know and yeah. keep it updated immediately so that you remember what the game what happened in the game and like what right. you want to happen going forward but i yeah. guess also the third thing here is play how you want to play don't play how you expect your deck to play um and you're going to enjoy the deck a lot more yes definitely yeah uh so. And I think the biggest point here, right here, uh, is uh, don't feel like you need to change your deck. No. If you're happy with it, be happy with it. No. Stop fiddling. Stop it. Uh, anything else, Dad? I just, I just, I, I just got fiddle. Got fiddle. Ah. Fiddle. Yeah. So, no, but nothing else. I think that that's we covered what I wanted to. What I wanted. Me to too. Say, so. Excellent. Uh, next week we're going to talk about an entirely new topic because that's what we do here at Temple of False Pod. Where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Thank you so much for listening, for watching, for hanging out, having a good time. Uh, if you don't know, we're on YouTube, so go check us out there. Like, yes. comment, subscribe, all those things. Share us with your friends. Uh, have a great night, most of all. And may your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Wait, wait. Before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. 
Bruce is at Mana Burned, and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!